Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate. It's Friday, the 22nd of December, 2023. Christmas is only a couple of days away. We're all looking forward to it. A busy time. Uh, the punters, mate's a bit scarce for people today. It's only myself. Sam uh, Highland, as we know, has ditched me. He's gone on holidays. Sam Collett, who filled in for Sam Highland last week's, ditched me as well. She's gone off to ride at Lismore. But I have a ready and able replacement in our button pusher extraordinaire, Cohen Vass. Cohen? G'day, Nelson. I'm so glad that you've joined me this afternoon because it's going to be a pretty boring show if I just do it all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think you've got to be nicer to your co-hosts. What do you reckon? Yeah, I've obviously upset them. Yeah, big something. Times. Does this mean this is the last time you'll be on? Um, possibly. <laughs> it is my last day for the year, so That's I might okay. decide. Uh, yeah, I'll I'm not coming back. I'll snub you in the new year, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually our last show. Uh, we don't come back and do the punters mate again until the Friday prior to Magic Millions, which is the 12th of January. So so after today, the punters mate goes on a two-week break. So uh, no punters mate, but uh, still plenty of uh, plenty of winners to be found, I'm sure, across the SEN track network during that time. Cohen, now, busy show. Mm. We've got a really good show. We've got plenty of guests on the show today. We've got Rob Heathcote joining us very shortly. We've got Trent Edmonds coming on uh, a little later on. Now, some big news that broke yesterday. The Edmonds partnership of uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds will be no longer. Uh, Trent's going to go to Melbourne, would you believe? Why would you go to Melbourne? It's bloody freezing down yeah, there. No. Anyway, he's going to Pakenham. He's going to train on his own, or in his own right at Pakenham. So we'll find out what's uh, behind that move. Uh, Gibbo will join us, uh, as he always does. And Sam Hyland... Uh, I got in contact with Sam Highland uh, yesterday. I said, Sammy, you need to come on and tell us exactly where you've been, what you're doing, how the trip's been so far. Because as you and I know, Cohen, if Sam Highland's out doing something for five minutes, there's a story behind it. So there'll be plenty to talk about. Well, I'm sure something's bobbed up in that time. No, so we need an update on these basketball singlets. <laughs> That's true. Well, they'll be presented <laughs> around the place in three days' time. Yeah, I'm really eager to find out what's going on. Um, if he's still in a relationship with his partner. <laughs> Because um, that got put to the test. So, yeah, we, we definitely need an update from Sammy, don't we? Well, I'll tell you, if, uh, whoever's receiving, I know his son was one, but if whoever's <laughs> receiving those uh, those particular jerseys, they'd want to be pretty excited about it because if he doesn't get much of a reaction, he will not be a happy camper. <laughs> it's going to be filthy. <laughs> hey, um, have you got your Christmas shopping done? Uh, yes, that's why I got married. Oh. That's why I got married. Yeah. Uh, my wife takes care of all that, which is really good. No, I did go out there and do a little bit of it, but uh, no, nah, not my scene. I'm not really good at it. Mm. She does it. She does it all. What about you? All finished up, mate. Um, did big, you do any of it? Yeah, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah. Um, it's because my, my partner's family's in WA. So, yep. yeah, it's mostly my family. So I'm responsible. Oh, well. Uh, but shout out to my partner. She did go out last weekend on a day off and get a lot done for me. Uh, but, mate, shout out to... Uh, a gentleman at the um, surf and dive store in Southport. Absolute legend yesterday sorted me out. Uh, surf, dive and ski? No, it's, uh, it's in Southport there. It's a dive shop. But, yep. uh, yeah, he was an absolute legend. Absolute okay. legend. Yeah. What was his name? Can't remember. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Definitely but he knows who out. he is. He knows who he matters. is. Yep. Yep. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, some local news. Uh, most of this has been covered during the week. But if you haven't heard... Of course, the ID23 Inter-Dominion Championships were run and won last Saturday evening. Leap to fame, the local horse 
course, walked away the pacing champion. Now, the retirement of Scalapini, who I did put in the sausage file a couple of weeks ago. Well, I was spot on there. He had one run after that and finished down the track again, and he has now been retired. But what a great horse he has been for proven thoroughbreds and the O'Day Hoisted Stable. Uh, unfortunately, Barbie's sister from the Tony Gollan Stable is out of the Magic Millions two-year-old classic running. She's injured her knee. She's gone for a break. And last year's winner and stablemate Skirt the Law has also uh, suffered a similar injury and has gone for a break also. So won't be defending in the three-year-old. So that's a bit of a blow to the Tony Gollan Stable. Uh, a bit of a recap of Eagle Farm last Saturday. We had some good racing there, of course. The Grand Prix was won by Encoder who obviously just does not handle wet ground because he failed badly on at the start before. But back on top of the ground last week, before the rain came, just before the rain came, Encoder was able to take care of uh, Kirikan and Imazaki. Uh, the Loch Ney was won by far too easy, and he was very, very impressive. He won that race by 4.4 uh, lengths. He started at $1.55, and he loved it when the rain came. He's, uh, he's a good horse as it is, but when the tracks get wet, he's even better, and he now heads off to Magic Millions Day. The Magic Millions Cup will be his next start. And Rob Heathcote, who we're going to talk to in just a moment, he produced a bounding, of course, to win. And she won the uh, the gold edition plate. She beat Avone and Show Me Mercy. She was unlucky to start before. She was good to start prior to that. She's going really well. And she'll head off towards the Magic Millions three-year-olds. So looking forward to seeing all those horses in the next couple of weeks. Now, we've got some audio here, Cohen. This, mm. this had to be the highlight of last Saturday's racing. And I think everybody knows what it's going to be. Let's have a listen to Damien Oliver's last ever ride in a race. And Ripcord about to let rip as they'd set sail for the judge. And Munamek is trying to weave his way through the field. Red Can Man took Zabba to excel. Ayrton under pressure. Comfort me. Oliver's getting through with Munamek. Ripcord's coming down the outside. Comfort me. Ripcord. It's Ripcord. Ripcord. And now Munamek. Munamek has got there. Oliver's got the run. The racing gods have spoken. It's gold, gold, gold at Ascot. Ollie goes out a winner in the gold rush. You just wouldn't read about it. I watched that race live, sitting there with my wife, and said, there's no way known he can possibly win from back there on the fence. No way known. And it's fitting, isn't somehow, it? Somehow, yeah, he just got the gaps. Uh, you know, he saved the best or last. Everything opened up, and Ripcord did look the winner. Uh, caller there, Darren McCauley, uh, got it 100% right. And then Munamek got through. And it's just, it's just unbelievable the way these things work out. He rode the last three winners of that entire day. So his last three rides were all winners. And the best one was the last one. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So Damien Oliver, responsible for two, probably the, well, certainly the number one major racing highlight in my career was seeing Media Puzzle win that 2002 Melbourne Cup after what had happened the week before in his personal life, losing his brother. Mm. Uh, and look, no way known last Saturday's was up in that level, but it wasn't uh, too far behind. It's in the top five or so, I'd say. So well done to Damien Oliver. Best of luck to him in his retirement. He's been an outstanding jockey. We don't see it. We never saw a great deal of him up here in Queensland, but, but a brilliant jockey. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to go out in a big way, you can't go out in a much bigger way than he did last Saturday at Ascot. Now, racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And today we raced at Mackay. There's not many meetings coming up over this weekend. In fact, there's no uh, country meetings. Obviously, a lot to do with Christmas. Uh, we are racing, though, at Eagle Farm tomorrow. We have the Group 3 BJ McLaughlin, where the Magic Millions ruling favourite Storm Boy will be stepping out.
We've also got the listed Burnborough Plate, get it right, and the listed Falvalon. Uh, we race at uh, Aquas Park Gold Coast on the Poly Track. And the uh, the Cannon Park Cairns meeting, I thought this would be in real danger, but it's going ahead, and they were on a soft seven track as of yesterday afternoon, so things have really dried out there. So only the three meetings over uh, Saturday, Eagle Farm, Gold Coast Poly, and Ladbrokes uh, Cannon Park at Cairns, and then Sunday we go to Ipswich. No meeting at the Sunshine Coast Sunday. They have the main meeting on Boxing Day, so we race at Ipswich on Sunday. Hey, Nelson, mm-hmm. going to ask you, I'm a bit... A bit interested. Uh, on Christmas Day, do the horses get a special feed? Well, you know what, Cohen? You can mm-hmm. ask Rob Heathcote that in just a moment. All right. Sounds good. Beautiful. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. I'm driving home for Christmas, yeah. Now, Cohen... Yeah. You'll note uh, today every guest on the show has a Christmas song. Oh. Now, most of the people I asked what was their favourite Christmas song and they've given it to me, but I thought with Rob Heathcote, he's a busy man, I didn't want to pester him, so I thought I'll make the decision for Rob and I'll pick the song for him and I thought I'd pick that one because Rob's a, Rob's a cruisy sort of guy and I thought that was a cruisy sort of song. Rob, am I on the ball or am I way off? No, you're close, Chris. That was yeah. good. I like that song. You like that? Yeah. There you go. See? I know you better no, than I think you do. Forward no, some, looking forward to spending some quality time with my family. Yeah, it's great. Have you got much time? I mean, racing's 24-7. Do you get any time, really? Well, you're right, because it was funny. I've just come from the jump-outs, and David Murphy was there, and I said, Dave, you probably get asked the same question. What are you doing for Christmas? And Dave said, picking horse crap from my stables. <laughs> and I said, yeah, me too. I mean, so, it's just the nature of nature of the beast. It's what we do. I'll just get away. The neighbours just started up his lawnmower, so uh, I'll go out the back here. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's just what we do. I mean, I'll have a skeleton of staff on Christmas Day for lunch, so we'll have lunch, and I'll go to the stables and give my hand and hand out a few chockies or something. Yeah, it's just not one of those uh, one of those jobs where you can just be uh, not be hands on basically all the time. Although you've got some tremendous staff there, so that makes it easier. It does. It does, Chris. It makes it much easier. And no stable has any success without, you know, a good backbone of staff. And I'm very fortunate that I've got a great a great crew. You do. Now, let's just have a chat about some of uh, your stable stars. Now, Rothfire, of course, he's heading towards the uh, the King of the Mountain at Toowoomba on New Year's Day. He trialled during the week. Did he do everything that you were hoping for in that trial? He did. He, he probably didn't quite do as much as I wanted, but, but Ben said he just felt awesome. He went through his gears. It was only a slowly run slowly run trial, but he had a nice gallop, and that was really what it was all about. We saw how well he performed in the, the George Moore against Zoo style, conceding five kilos, and he went down a neck. So he's pretty much up to the mark where we need him. He had a week out, come back, had that trial. Uh, he's ready to go on New Year's Day. Yeah, I was talking to Gareth Hall uh, on Gareth's segment during the week, and we were both saying Rothfire going around in a race at Toowoomba against that field, he should be six to four at least. I was a little surprised when I saw the two sixty, two seventy early. He's, he's shortened up a little bit now. I suppose the the barrier draws will be, you know, significant. But you know, all that pizzazz. He's coming off, you know, yep. a week would win, which proves that he handles the track, and he was really good in town the other day in the Bribie. So. 
you know, he's a worthy contender, and I, I'm not sure what weight he's going to get. Probably 56 and a half, 57 or something. So my fella will have 60 and a half. So it'll be a nice contest. It will be a nice contest, uh, and great to have that standalone meeting at uh, at Toowoomba. Just hope the weather does the right thing. Now, um, I was going to ask you about uh, abounding. Uh, she was impressive last week. I, I was keen on her, but I tell you, 100 metres from the line, I was starting to get a bit worried. Yeah, likewise, Chris. And, you know, she's been good every run in her career. She's never run a bad race yet. Um, and she was, she's been so unlucky with wide barrier draws. And uh, the previous start, you know, the horse in front of her was fading. I think it was Taramina, and she had to go around it and ultimately ended up about eight or nine wide on a track that favoured the, the fence. And there, last Saturday, she was a narrow winner, but she snotted her best on a, on a yielding track, which that one was. So she had to really dig deep. It was a brilliant ride by by Martin. He got the absolute best out of her. But when he said post-race that, Rob, she's fit. She, you don't need to do much anymore. I, I wouldn't go back to the well again. We're, we're well in the market for the $3 million Magic Million skinnies, so, so that's exactly where we'll go now. So no Vo Rogue at all? No Vo Rogue. She, I've given her a week in the paddock since that tough run the other day. She'll come back. I'll give her a little soft jump out of Dooman on the 2nd of January, and that gives her 11 days to be tuned up for the, um, for the Magic Millions race. And there is that element of doubt, I suppose. Chris, you're a form student. 1,400, will she get it? I mean, she's never run it yet, but the way she's hit the line and the, mm. I suppose the the degree of toughness that she's shown, fair to think she'll get the 1,400 and she's got a bit of gate speed. She can put herself anywhere in the race. It's going to be a high-pressure race. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm comfortable that she'll get it. We're banking on it anyway. Yeah, and look, Judging on that win last week, you'd, you'd think that she'd have to be a good chance the way she finished that race off. And look, as you say, I mean, her her other preparation, especially last preparation, she drew terrible gates and she probably should have won a couple of races there that she wasn't able to because of those poor draws. And she should have won second up. I mean, if, if she had the run west of Dolby had uh, in that race, then I'm sure she wins. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, west of Dolby got a brilliant ride from that young fellow from down south and and got all the favours, but the track clearly favoured the, those closer to the rail that day. But I went into uh, last Saturday's race, you know, pretty confident that she'd be thereabouts in the finish. I think the market suggested she'd be hard to beat, and admittedly she only narrowly won, but at the end of the day, she won. That's all that matters. All right, now I'm going to ask you about one more horse before we have a quick look at tomorrow's uh, runners, and that was Driver Deal. Did you expect her to go forward? Was that the plan last week? Mate, she got a she got a really bad black eye out of okay. that race. <clears throat> That's why she didn't let down, and we've been feverishly with the vet, <clears throat> pretty much working on her every day since that run. I knew something must have happened why she didn't let down because she was so brilliant to start before, and <clears throat> oddly enough, that track the other day. Admittedly, we got we got the rain during the day, and mm. leading up to it. I got three horses out of that. They all had black eyes. Oh, wow. And black eyes experience is long talking. And it, it's from debris, from track debris that gets thrown up. And it can, some horses, it's like, you know, you. You get a punch in the eye just as you're about to take off. It slows you down pretty quickly. Yeah. And horses are no different. So I'm pretty lucky that the horses have come out without any, hopefully with any long-term 
issues, but when a horse gets a bad black eye, it can it can go south very quickly. And the next thing they're you know, they're at a vet hospital for a month. That's how bad it can be. But uh, fortunately, we're going to be okay. All righty. Now, Eagle Farm tomorrow, you've got the four runners. Um, race number two, you just kick off with Yangari from a wide gate, but you have got the genius of Blake Shin on board. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I've said to, to the ownership group. I mean, <clears throat> it's the 1,600 metres at Eagle Farm, probably the best start we have in southeast Queensland, a good long straight run up the back straight. We've drawn wide, but like you say, Blake Chin, you know, he's worth several lengths, any horse he sits on. Uh, whether, oddly enough, the horse went forward last start, which he normally gets back. So I think I'm going to leave that one up to Blake and let him be where he wants to be in the run. But, look, he's a little bit one pace, this fella. But, um, yeah, his, his last run, if he can repeat that run, he'll be thereabouts, particularly with Blake on. Stuttering resumes in the Felver line. Pretty tough ask, but gate one certainly helps. He's Magic Millions eligible for the cutest race, so that's his goal. Yep. Now, <clears throat> I can't confirm this, so don't quote me just yet, but he may not be running Saturday. He may have been picked up in the King of the Mountain. Oh, okay. All righty. So that's, okay. that's all happened in the last 24, well, last 12 hours. And uh, Tim Wilson, the <clears throat> the MD of First Light Racing, he'll be in touch with me a little later on. But they're putting it up to a vote of all the owners, and yeah, he may he may take his position. We've freshened him up nicely. He's been, you know, seriously competitive horse over the years. Yes, that race on Saturday was tough. <laughs> King of the Mountains no easier. No. There's off fire and all that pizzazz there, but he's a chance of running a place, I reckon. Alrighty. So race nine, we go to Misbehave, uh, Oh Misbehaving. She's drawn a wide gate for Michael Rod, but uh, she generally gets back anyway. Let her do a run of those wide gates lately. Mm. You may have noticed, Chris, but uh, and it certainly has an effect on your performances. But she got back last start. She was really strong through the line. Admittedly, Bazique, you know, two from two. I think Tony's got three or four in this race, and they're all going to be hard to beat. My my mare is going to get back, but Michael Rod knows her well. It really liked the last run, and Michael said, yes, please, give her another run over 1,200. I'd love to sit on her, and he thinks, well, if these rains come, Chris, she's seriously advantaged. Goes super. Improves, in fact, on a wet track. So um, that will aid her. But she, she's a deep, well, I say roughly each way chance, but it's just 20, 31. She's a better chance than that, in my view especially should the rain come. Now, at the last race, uh, you've got Star Virgo. I was on him at the Sunshine Coast. He was home and host until that dirty, rotten Trevelyan appeared from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good ride on Trevelyan too. It was. Probably, and with a couple of kilos off, made the difference. But look, old Star Virgo, he, he's a tough horse to place. As, as Queensland horses, they are. During the summer carnival, if you're not, you know, listed... Group three quality, there's very few race options for you. And this lad gets into this race being a benchmark race, admittedly on a high weight. He's not super, super cool on a on a wet track, but there's simply no other option. So he'll run on Saturday. He'll get back. He's got a good jockey on him. So you know, fingers crossed, it's not too wet for him. All right. Now before I let you go, Rob Cohen, my co-host here, I think he had a question regarding horses and Christmas Day. It might be one of those silly questions, but we're going to ask you anyway. G'day, Rob. Uh, mate, I just wanted to know, on Christmas morning, I'm sure you'd be up nice and early, do the horses get a different kind of feed? Uh, no, no, they'll, they'll get the same feed that they always get, but uh, 
There'll be uh, some big juicy carrots there waiting for them for Christmas Day. That's <laughs> oh, <sure>. lovely, lovely. <laughs> All right, I love carrots. <laughs> Rob, thanks uh, so much for joining us this afternoon, and thanks for your support throughout the year. I hope, uh, I hope the next uh, few weeks is uh, very profitable. I hope the bounty can get the job done in the three-year-old uh, guineas at the Magic Millions, and we wish you a Merry Christmas to you and your family. And the same to you guys, and Merry Christmas to all your listeners. Christmas time is here again, like every year before. We'll hear Santa on the roof, he don't come through the door. He'll come down through the chimney, with cheeks so rosy red. It's time for little boys and girls to be tucked in their beds. Well, Cohen, when I asked Sam Hyland his favourite <laughs> Christmas song, I really didn't expect him to pull out a Charlie Pride number, but he That's has. A good one. Yeah, and when that uh, kid's going to bed, now I understand why he's pulled it out because uh, he's obviously wanting to get his kids to bed as early as possible. But we know Sam's away on holiday. We know he's been travelling around in the caravan. Just thought we'd catch up with Sam and see exactly where he is and how the trip's going so far. Sam, good afternoon. Hello, Chriso. Uh, hello, Cohen. Yep. Well, it's funny. You asked me to uh, put my favourite Christmas song out. And yes. uh, I actually didn't... Uh, I've never really given it any thought, but you know, when when you put that post that to me, I I thought, well, my mother, I just that is, I remember Christmas time back in the days of records, and my mother used to play Charlie Pride record, right, Christmas songs, and uh, yeah, it was, and, and it's just something that stuck in my mind, and and then further to that, I remember one Christmas. Uh, my my oldest brother Paul got it, uh, for Christmas the Chad Morgan um, oh. record, and then Matthew got uh, hot chocolate. Chris got Ice House, and my sister got uh, Rick Astley. So oh. you know, there, there you go. Back in the days of records, you know how how times have flown, Chris. I said, there's some legends there, no no more so than Rick Astley. And he's still going strong now, and he doesn't look – he looks about four years older than he was in the 80s. <laughs> he looks fantastic. Yeah, well, he, he could belt he could belt out a tune. But, but, you know, I think he was popu- more popular with the, the female variety, wasn't he? Really? Oh, yeah. I, he actually did a cover at some music festival recently of an ACDC song. I don't know which one it was, but, gee, he was good. Wow. Very good. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I'll find that. And I'll play it when you come back at our next um, in our next show. I'll write that down. Now, tell us, uh, how's the trip? It's going really well. Um, just got to the farm uh, yesterday, actually. So, uh, mum and dad's place at, at Nanagoon. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a journey and, and interesting trip. Went to uh, Nambucca Heads for a couple of days and then went to uh, Budgerwoy. Uh, that was an interesting stop. And then... Look, I, I kissed the pole there with the caravan and had my first uh, misdemeanor, oh. an accident. And so uh, ripped the guard off and, and then didn't find out until I got to the pheasant's nest when we had uh, um, off the caravan. So if I can bore anyone with this story, um, I get to so I get to Canberra. We're on the way to Marimbula. I get to Canberra. And I go to Canberra Caravan Supplies to get one part. 
who then sends me to Reese Plumbing to get the next part, who then sends me to Bunnings to get the next part, right? And then when I get to Marimbula, a bloke's there waiting and, and he put it all together. And, and But I, I was like, gee, what a circus. But the moral of the story is, as my wife yelled at me, slow down, slow down. Yep. So, yeah, I was going, I was obviously going too quick, trying to get around the corner too quick and... Uh, but anyway, it's, it's just it just makes for all good fun, Chris. You know. But as a as a man and driving on a holiday with the family, you're making good time. You don't want to, have to slow down. I'm making good time. <laughs> well, that, I, I tell you what, that was um, it's a good point you make because uh, I didn't get. We only did that that second day. Um, we or the couple of days in we, we, when we went to Budgeroy, we only did sort of four and a half hours, and I thought. Easy could have got another couple of hours out of us, you know, and and the kids were in good form, but I'd already booked, we'd already booked the place, and so again, learning as I go, I said to Nicole, no more booking in places. We're just going to do it on the fly on the by fly. the seat of the pants. Get in where we can, but yeah. but you know, easily we could have got a lot further there with that that leg of the trip, mm. and then. And then yesterday, we were supposed to go to Lakes Entrance yesterday, and I said, I reckon I can get to the farm. And, and we did it. We did it all in one hit. So um, interesting. And I'm going to say the most uh, interesting part of the trip was um, coming down Browns Mountain in the Snowy Mountains, um, uh, making our way to Marimbula, and with a caravan on the back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it was good good experience for thrill seekers. No, my wife was not at all impressed. She had feet through the floor, hands on the ceiling, and yelling at me most of the way. And, Character uh, building. Uh, but anyway, I got a good, I got a good laugh out of it, so it was good. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we just wanted to check in and make sure everything was okay uh, to you and all of your large family, Sam. We wish you a very merry Christmas and safe travels getting back up here. You don't have to be back for the Pundas, mate, until the twelfth of January. That's Magic Millions Eve. Well, so. a mer- Merry Christmas to uh, all the uh, Punters Mate family out there, yep. all the Punters Mate listeners. Eagle Farm, race seven, number seven, Tarazil, or Tarazel. Uh, yep. We're going to go with that. And race 10, number one, Go Wanji, my yes. favourite. You know I've been with him first up and second up. Today is the day. Tomorrow he's going to do it. Race 10, number one, Go Wanji. I'm with you there. I think he will. I think he can beat Freedom Rally in the last race. So race seven, number seven, Tazarail for Snowdens. And race 10, number one, go Wanji. Your best, Sammy. Merry Christmas. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Good on you, guys. Look forward to it. Thanks. Hey, Sammy, just before you go, mate, what kind yeah. of reaction are you looking for unwrapping the oh, basketball jersey? Oh, it's got it's got to it's got it's got to be off the charts, and can I tell you, Nicole, Nicole goes, Nicole goes, Nicole goes. I'm going to go into Melbourne this morning and, um, you know, wrap the presents because they're at, uh, in in town in Melbourne uh, at my mum's place in Melbourne, and she said, uh, I'm going to go in and wrap all the presents up, and I'm just going to get Will a few extra things, you know. Because he he didn't he hasn't got a lot in his sack, and I said what? And she goes, well, he just <laughs> hasn't got a lot in his sack, and and I said, what? Are you serious? He's got he's got yeah, I know jersey. He's got the jersey. <laughs> and I said that's worth more than his what 
spend, spend on the others. Yeah? And she goes, well, he can't just open up and just get a jersey. And I said, well, sometimes, like, if he, if he knows the real worth of the jersey, that's all he gets, you know? But, so, uh, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But, no, nah, I think they'll be off their heads. <laughs> We've got to let you go because Cohen's got to beep that out now. Right, right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya, Sam. <laughs> This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. That's a good one, Cohen, isn't it? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, it's an oldie but a goodie. Bobby Helms is responsible for Jingle Bell Rock. And uh, one person who loves that song is Trent Edmonds. Trent, good afternoon. How are you going? Very <laughs> yes, well. Uh, put on spot and that was the first one to come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must mean you like it. If it's the first one that came into your head, then it must be your favourite. Now, tell me, some news broke yesterday, and I didn't see this coming, but uh, the partnership of you and your father, Toby, will be no longer very shortly because you are heading south to cold Melbourne. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, you know, it's been a, a decision that, you know, you don't make very lightly. Um, no. And, uh, look, it's just been something that I've wanted to try for the guts of five years now. You know, it's sort of been um, in the pipeline, as I've said on previous um, interviews and whatnot. Um you know, whether it was in a satellite stable capacity uh, a number of years ago when we were sort of at our best heights with some pretty good horses or, or whether it was by myself. But um, it's been an ambition of mine for um, a fair while now and just thought the time was right. Yeah, okay. So why Victoria? Why, why did you pick Victoria? Uh, I love the facility, Pakenham. Um I'd had a number of looks at it. I think the first time I laid eyes on it was 2021, back in about April 2021. And, um, yeah, I just I just like the setup. It's fantastic. It has everything you need there. Um, and, you know, I like, I like uh, you know, Melbourne as a place. Um, yeah, the weather's cold, but that is what you make of it. It's, you know... Mm. You don't let it affect you, then it is what it is. And I'm sort of one of those people that doesn't really, I'm not worried about the weather, but you know, that's you live with it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I've just always had that sort of ambition ever since we were traveling, um, you know, with Hoots and Neptune and from within Winterbride, all those type of horses. And um, I just thought, you know, I could see myself down there and uh, having a crack, and uh, that's why I chose the place. Yep, okay, so so when does this kick off? So the plan is that the, our last day in partnership will be 
uh, Magic Millions Day. And um, then sort of a couple of weeks late January, um, I'll sort of start um, down there. So I've, I've been given 10 boxes on course um, by a gentleman that I'll be uh, leasing off and, yep. um, you know, hopeful to fill those up pretty quick and then uh, expand sort of once I get um, my head around things and, and sort of just get some systems in place and get to know the layout of, uh, you know, uh, of um, Melbourne Racing, basically. Do you have horses ready to go or on the ground or ready to fill some of those um, stables when you get there? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, but to be fair, um, the announcement was in its infancy, obviously, um, as of yesterday. Uh, yep. Our client, our database, sort of, um, we sent an email out earlier in the week about it and um, informed them. Obviously, family and friends knew. Um, we sort of purchased the house and everything not far from the track, um, which was handy. And... Um, you know, I'm obviously looking to gain some support, and um, the phone lines open. If, yeah, uh, well, anyone wants to send me one. I'm not asking for any names or anything like that, but are there any horses from Queensland that might head down that way with you? Yeah, I've got a couple, um, just uh, sort of existing clients, um, yep, and stuff that we already have. Nothing of nothing of uh, you know any great stature or anything, but just some to kick me off and. Um, try and place them well where they can win and uh, see how we go. Yeah, look, it's a big move, Trent, but, I mean, if you don't make these moves in your life, you never know, do you? If you just stay doing same old, same old, then you'll never know what you're capable of achieving. No, you're right, and that's sort of why I've, I've um, done what I've done or doing what I'm going to do. Um, I've sort of spoken with Dad about this for a number of years now, as I mentioned just before, uh, you know, as far as the satellite stable and that go, we we used to stay at Caulfield and um, had a lot of success out of there. And obviously, um, that closed down a couple of years ago now. So that um, was an option that was sort of not able to be explored. And then sort of COVID hit. We sat on our hands for a little. And mm. um, my circumstances changed. Uh, obviously, you know, meeting my partner and becoming a, a father and, and whatnot. And, our second one on the way due in uh, mid-Feb. So, you know, um, and Natalia's family, that's my partner, they're from around that area. So support network okay. would be good um, in that regard for her. And, um, yeah, the facility um, training off Pakenham, you know, Moody's trained Caulfield Cup winner off there and a, a stack of winners. And it's just second to none. It's a fantastic place. So um, I thought while I'm young enough, don't want to sit around and, and dwell on things for another four or five years. I'd rather mm -hmm. get down there, have a crack, and um, see what I can do. No, couldn't agree. Great time to be doing it. Now, tomorrow at Eagle Farm, you've got three runners. Uh, just one I want to chat about was the Vows. Blake Shin, you've got the Vows uh, to be ridden by Blake Shin. Drawn beautifully. Um, maps pretty well. Doesn't have to get too far back, and the extra 200 metres will suit. Now, I might be going crazy, but I'm sure Ryan Maloney was riding the Vows. Is that a good ride to change? He was, but um, he got suspended on Wednesday, so uh, okay. he uh, decided to take the suspension pretty quickly. Um, so anyway, Blake Shin off the bench, pretty good replacement, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this horse has been building to a win. I thought his last effort in the gateway, although he sort of finished midfield, he was posted wide 
we tried to roll forward on him and he was still there um, sort of inside the furlong but just wide run in transit sort of told um, finally drawn a soft gate we've been absolutely begging for one of those all preparations and um, you know now that he's drawn soft up to his preferred trip we just played around with a few things took the blinkers off him for the first time and put a, a shadow roll on just purely trying something different giving him a different look um, we mixed his work up jumping and, and taking him to the beach and wading through the water all that kind of stuff and he, he seems to have some real pep in his step at the moment and um, he's really up and about so from that gate he's going to get all the favours for once and I'm tipping you'll see a really good performance from him tomorrow, particularly stepping up to the mile. Good. That's what I'm banking on too, so I hope that's the case. And just before I let you go, just uh, wanted to ask you about Barassi on Wednesday. He, there was a lot of hype around this guy. We know he trialled really well. Just watching those, I haven't gone through and, uh, and done the videos, but watching it live and looking at those um, times on the screen, they look to scream along in front. Yeah, talk about deflating. Um, he's a even though he got beaten, you know, this horse, he's, he's serious. He's a proper horse. Um, yep. And to be honest, we thought we'd go there and he'd, he'd win. Um, he was kept honest by Desley's horse. And by that time, the track had firmed up. He took took some short ones late. Um, not much more I can add. He's pulled up fine. Um, you know, you could say that he probably needed the run, particularly having had not been let off the bridle in, in trials and, and whatnot. I suppose you could subscribe to that theory, but I uh, didn't get the result on Wednesday, which was hugely disappointing because we, we think the absolute world of him. He's a really, really serious galloper. Um, so for him to go there and get rolled was bitterly disappointing, but we live to fight another day and um, hopefully bounces back at his next outing and we can see the real horse. When is that, do you think, that next outing? I'm hopeful the Magic Millions Maiden, um, okay. the 1,100-metre version. Um, okay. That sort of fits the bill. Obviously, we didn't have him getting beaten on Wednesday, so um, it's not a bad carrot to sort of regroup and go again at, um, given it's a quarter of a million in prize money. So he's earned a bit of money now. He's had a run, and um, providing he has a good couple of weeks, that's where we'll line up with him. Disappointing to, to kick off his career in that fashion, but hopefully... Um, there's a bit of a silver lining. All right. Trent, thanks uh, so much for your time this afternoon. And, look, thanks for your time overall, man. You're, you're one person that every time I contact you get straight back and you come on the show and it's never, ever a problem. And you've actually got me out of a couple of holes coming on. So I very much appreciate that. I wish you and your family all the best for Christmas and for the new venture. And uh, hope to catch up with you at Magic Millions before you go because I, I could at least buy you a Coke. <laughs> long let it continue Merry Christmas to you and uh, everyone that's listening have a good one good, good on you Trent all the best thanks again uh, have a great Christmas Santa baby just slip a sable under the tree for me been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Would you have picked that one for Gibbo, Cohen? Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Gibbo, please explain. <laughs> uh, well, you wrote to me and said, I need your Christmas 
song for tomorrow. And I literally was busy. I was in the car, so I Googled worst <laughs> Christmas song ever. Oh. <laughs> and that come up. And it sounded, that come up and sounded a bit productive, so I just sent it through. It's supposed to be your favourite, not your, not the worst. So I was just trying to G you up. That's pretty yeah, good well, one. you did that. It's not bad. Sounds like a Christmas carry you put on when the kids aren't home. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Or they're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> now, uh, here's another jingle for you. You'll like this one. That, of course is the uh, intro to Sausage of the Week, the segment where Sam Highland and I generally find a horse or two that uh, is a little bit less than genuine, Gibbo. We've seen a lot of those over the oh, years. I thought, I, was, I, I thought it was the pokey room at the Pineapple Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually from Seinfeld, would you believe, when Kramer and, uh, I've said this a million times, Kramer and Newman were making sausages in Jerry's apartment. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, now, I've, it is. I've got a couple here. You might just tell me if you agree with these. Felix the Scat? Yeah. Yep. Yes? Yep. yep <laughs> he had his chance last week. He had his chance last week. Uh, this one should have been a long time ago, and he's cost me big time, but yeah, he's th- he started favourite last week. Titanium. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he's the worst horse, but when, it, it's just the get-back pattern is just, yep. just cruel for many of them, and yeah, he's one that just seems to find a way to, to not win. He needs to go around at least ten dollars every start, really. And look, yeah, I reckon that'd be fair. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe he needs a good trip away somewhere like Melbourne. We don't have to worry about him. Yeah, or Maury. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've got another one out of Sydney. This horse is consistent but can't win. Plundering. Yeah, I sort of. Um, yeah, he's a. He's one I probably would just be sending back up here. Um, yes. I, I just think he's sort of better placed here than... Um, he definitely hasn't gone on the way I thought he would. Not in my sausage list, but I'd be sending him to Queensland and um, seeing if that can improve him. Now, any tips for tomorrow from you? At the first race at the Gold Coast, I think number five, Yamabushi. Good jockey in Franklin. I think he's a good apprentice. Um... Chris Lee stable, lightly raced, finds the right race, will be up on speed, so I think it should be winning. Um, price might be the only factor there. And then, uh, it's got, I'm really struggling in Brisbane, but the last race, if, if Go Wanji doesn't win it, you know, he's nearly a sausage for me. They've turned down an absolute <laughs> fortune with him, and he just, he's another one, just a get back pattern. He just. Yep. He should just blow these away tomorrow. He's a very good horse on his day. He's just got to stand up tomorrow and beat an average field. Maybe they can get together with the Knights' Choice connections and have lunch. That is for Atalus Cooper. That's uh, for Anthony at South Australian Horse Racing Tips, of course, at South underscore tips on Twitter. He gives us plenty of winners.
and I'll give you his tips for tomorrow at Murray Bridge. Race one, number four, tap in for par for the win by Spieth. No surprise. Race two, number four, Apache starter win. Race four, number two, La Defence to win. Race six, number one, validated each way. And race eight, number two, all beans each way. My best for tomorrow at Eagle Farm. The last three races. Race eight, number six, Zerastro. Just lead all the way. Race nine, number 10, Bazique. She's hit her straps now. And though any rain around will only enhance her winning chances. And race 10, number one, I'm with Gibbo. This is the day for Go Wanji. So they're my best three for tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Cohen, big Christmas plan for you? Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually heading off to Perth. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yep. Partner's family's over there. So go fly over and um, say g'day. That'll be nice. You'll get some warm weather over there in the summertime, that's for sure. Oh, mate, it's a different kind of hot over there. Um, mm-hmm. Nelso, thanks for a great year, mate, and hope you have a good Chrissy. What are you getting up to? Not much. Be pretty quiet for me. Got a couple of things to go to, but reasonably quiet. Um, but everyone out there, all the Pundas Mate listeners, the Pundas Mate family, Christmas is busy, so once it's over, just do a bit of relaxing. I thought I'd finish with this uh, song, Cohen. Get out on the boat, do a bit of sailing. How good is it? Oh, mate, this is... Beautiful. Merry Christmas to everyone. The wind is right, you can sail away. Find serenity.